Well, this morning, brand new series. We're out of Christmas, first of the year. Now we're into Unstoppable. Man, I love this word, Unstoppable. Can you say it with me? Unstoppable you will be. Unstoppable you are in Christ Jesus. I like that word, Unstoppable. Uh, another word would be bulldog tenacity. That's what I should have called the series. Except I think I, I was just teasing. Oh, y'all, I, I forgot. I got a Georgia bulldog in the house. Okay, anyway. But maybe I shouldn't have named it bulldog tenacity. But okay, unstoppable. Um, you know, you have the power in Christ to be a person that endures and perseveres and doesn't get held back. But for some reason, the enemy, we allow him amazing power and footholds and grips and strongholds and addictions. And one of the things that we do on Sunday morning, I don't know if you notice when you look down there, it doesn't say worship service. It doesn't say, hey, preaching time. It doesn't say music. It says celebration. When we come into this house, we should declare the captives are free and we've come to celebrate the goodness of the Lord. And the church said, it's celebration. And that's why I just got to go ahead and give you a gentle, loving rebuke because the hard ones are coming you got to get here early, and you got to come on into the room, because, man, when you're missing 10 or 15 minutes of this anointed worship, I don't get it, but it prepares my heart. How about you, church? I mean, Don and I just got through watching online Passion 2012 every night, and our daughter and Mark and a bunch of our students were there, and Louis Giglio and 44,000 students that have risen up in this generation. And i got to tell you, man, I've just got kind of a leak over to it, and I better get to the message or I'll get to preaching about something else, but... We have power. We're unstoppable. So this morning, I'm going to invite you. There's an invitation. You've already looked at the back of your worship guide. If not, turn there now. And you see the topic, and you're going, no way. Not me. Can I tell you, every single year, and, and I've fasted over three decades. Not enough, but periods. And this is the third year that we're doing like an 18, 20, this year, 21-day fast, a Daniel fast. In my flesh, I can tell you right now, I've had some choice and some rich foods over the last few weeks, and it's my birthday coming, so I started last night, thank you, Mama, and I've been having some rich food, and Donna says, you just are into this celebration, so I'm celebrating for like three days, you know what I'm saying? But I know what's coming. The fast is coming, and every year people, oh, pastor, are we going to fast this year? And I keep saying, God, give me a reason why we can't fast. Give me a biblical reason. God, talk to me. I don't want to fast this year. My flesh says no. And the church said, no, you're not supposed to say amen. I know where you're at. You're sunk. You sinners, come to the altar now. I mean, man, I just, you know, but it's biblical and it's a, it's a forgotten discipline. It's the greatest of the spiritual disciplines, fasting. Why I don't do it more? Why you don't? And this year, I'm going to invite you to fast with me and with our church. And it might be your first fast. It might be your last fast. It might be your favorite fast. But I'm going to invite you. And don't go ahead and check out and go, I don't fast. No, if you medically cannot and you need to go to your physician, I totally understand and blessings on you. But don't just go, I don't feel like it. Your feelings are fickle. Can you say that with me? My feelings are, don't trust them. Your feelings are lied to you. Your feelings make you do goofy stuff. But God's calling us to himself. He's calling us to an awakening. That song that the team just led us in. Holy Spirit, we desire an awakening in us. Come, Lord. Let's pray together. Father, I have so much to unpack and so little time to say it. Lord, be the focus. Take the platform, Lord Jesus. Come. Fill this stage. Fill this place with your presence. 
speak to us words of life in the name of christ amen now people have already asked me now could you possibly tell me why we're fasting i just about hung myself i found out something else i need to do okay here's why we're fasting because it i would say to you this fasting is not a command in scripture i've searched the scriptures from genesis to revelation over and over and over it's not a command it is a choice and it's a choice for christ followers old and new testament is consistent teaching about fasting i believe jesus had a, a lot of assumptions for us that he assumed that we would fast that we would follow him with all our heart but one of the so let me just give you some reasons to write down they're not in your notes so you just need to write this you ask me why do we fast and, and girls, guys, it's not a diet. Now, there will be a byproduct of a fast. If you go on a 21-day fast, you're going to lose some weight. And i got to tell you, I'm not opposed to that. I'm kind of excited about that part. The other side is, let me just go ahead and tell you, when you fast, you have a propensity to be impatient early on and to be irritable. You're like, well, man, that's a good reason for me to go to Starbucks right now. But in the fast here, I want you to write down some reasons. I'm praying God's going to give us a spiritual breakthrough in your own life, in our church, that we will never get without prayer and fasting. I'm praying for increased salvations, unspeakable. I'm praying for the waters of baptism to flow. They haven't flown for a long time. I'm praying for our finances to come in. It's the only way I know how to do it is to teach God's word and for him to come. Another thing I'm praying is that people would get clean. We would get cleansed. And addictions and strongholds would fall off. Is that a good reason to fast, church? Okay, well, well, I got a few people with you. Woohoo, that, that sounds good. I like that. Okay. All right. Now let me give you a verse. Right at the very top of your uh, teaching notes, in Joel, the second chapter, chapter, the twelfth verse, it says, Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Render your heart. Come to me. Return to me. You know, when we were going through the New Testament last year in 2011, and when we got to Revelation, and that's one of the things, repent, return to your first love. I think that's what Jesus is calling you and me this morning, is to come back to him, return to our first love. Uh, Lord, I, one of the ways that I return to you is to get more focus on you. See, fasting is the quickest way I know to get my heart and your heart in alignment with God. I know it's also one of the hardest things to do because your flesh literally revolts. It, it, it rebels. It wants to have nothing to do with it. I understand that. But uh, I like what Stovall Weems said. He's a pastor of Celebration Church down at Jacksonville, Florida. He wrote a great book called Awakening last year. But he says this, when we want something new and exciting to happen, we have to create some space. I would call that we have to create some margin in our lives if we want something new. You can't keep doing the same things and expect different results. So we begin to create space in prayer and fasting. And by creating space, we're carving out time. We're scheduling more time with the Lord. We're scheduling time to confess our sin, to be in His presence. We're scheduling time to hear from Him. Time that we would necessarily spend going through the drive-thrus or, or going to cook a meal. We we will have less of a meal, we'll have a, a very healthy diet, and God will use that in our midst to, to try to show us. And the rewards, I mean, they'll be intentional here. In, in, the, in, in the New Testament, they went up in the upper room and, and God came and met with them. And God is not a forcer. I want you to write that down. God will not force the fast on any of you. He just won't. But let me tell you what God does. God fills. 
God will fill the space that you create for him. And where there's an empty vacuum, where there's a space, Christ wants to come and fill it up. The Holy Spirit wants to come and control. You know, it's one of my great prayers for 2012. Lord Jesus, give me more spirit control. Let me be controlled by your spirit. Lord Jesus, produce self-control in me this year. I have very little. Lord, produce that. It's a, it's a fruit, Galatians 5. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Lord, you produce this. Uh, even Jesus created space. The, the Bible in the New Testament talks about Jesus withdrew to a deserted place. He went off to be with his Father 40 days and nights. He fasted. He created space there. Fasting can be an indescribable blessing. It's a time of self-sacrifice. It's a time of reflection. Reflection is always good. Um, I was asking my daughter yesterday, Hannah and I went on a date yesterday morning or noon, I guess. That's what it was. Called it brunch. That's what she said. And, uh, and we were hanging out, and she was talking about how different speakers do different things, and, and they hold their hands. And, and, and if y'all like Francis Chan like I do, like I read his book three times and took you through it, he's, he's always doing this. You know what I'm saying? That's his thing. And, and then Louis Giglio does this other thing and other people. And I said, and I'm just curious, because she can so imitate people. I said, Hannah, what does dad do? Now, Hannah, don't lead them, but I'm just curious. What is one of my things that I do? Don't spit. What, what, is, what is one of the things that I do when I'm on stage, and I'm in the moment, and I'm preaching? I've got this posture I go to, and she, it cracks me up, because she's up, so, Dad, that's you. Anybody know? Nobody wants to say it? Hannah, show me. Just show me. This is so funny. Kind of like, you ever seen that? Like, and that's like, and it's contemplation, it's reflection, it's it's in the moment. And why not I do that? Because I'm asking you to get in the moment. Now I don't want you to go home and go. Man, Pastor Keith wants us to be in a cult. He wants us all to walk around. No, 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 no. I got Kool Aid after this service. We'll serve and have cookies. No. I just want you to reflect on the goodness of God. Amen? And as you reflect, as you slow down, as you create margin, he is going to come, and he's going to fill that space. Let, let me move. I mean, I, I've got so much here. So at the beginning here, you might be impatient. You might be irritable. You might have a headache. You might have a stomach ache. Uh, getting rid of salt, sugar, caffeine, uh, it can create lower back pain. And a lot of times when you have lower back pain, it means you need to hydrate. You need to have more water. Hello? We're going to drink a lot of water over the next three weeks, starting next Sunday. We're going uh, June, I mean June, no, don't wait to June. We're doing it, that's the fast I want to do, God, the one in June of 2089. Because I don't think I'll be around. No, it, where do I get this stuff? Okay, um, January the 15th through February 4th, I'm inviting you to participate in a 21-day Daniel fast. And let me keep building here. Uh, fasting, let me give you a definition. You, you might want to write this down. It's not in your notes. It means to lay aside any pleasurable or vital activity for a period of time in order to intensely pursue God. And then in, in my pursuit of him, somehow I will know his mind with the intent of obeying his revealed will. Let me do that again. It means to lay aside pleasurable, vital activities for a period of time in order to intentionally pursue God, to know his mind with the intent of then obeying, doing the will of God. 
That's what a fast is. There's a message truth. It says the heart of fasting is sacrifice. It displays heightened spiritual devotion to God. Christ followers fast and they redirect. Oh no, did it not go? Well, that's a great verse. I forgot I had it on there. Okay. They redirect their appetites. I don't know about you. You're like, man, that, that sounds like what I need to do. My appetites are really worldly. They're really fleshy. There's really food all the time. I, I'm consumed with it. I mean, I think about how much time I spend thinking about food. I, I, I like good food. You like good food. And God says, I want you to redirect. So who wants to fast? It's difficult, but it's needed in the body of Christ. And a lot of pastors just stay away from this and others think they do. And it's not for the spiritually elite. That's a lie. It's not. It's just for those that love God. They're desperate. Matter of fact, here it is. It's time. It's time to awaken. God, do something new in me in 2012, but do it in my friends. Do it in our fellowship. God, we want to awaken to the reality of the resurrected Christ. Rise up in us, faith. Rise up in us, Lord Jesus. Become greater. Lord Jesus, may you increase me. I decrease. John 3.30. Lord, I want more of you. Lord, consume us. Consume me for 2012. Man, there are churches all across the land. Many are probably preaching some kind of message, maybe like this today or next weekend. But there are literally lots of churches that, across America that are going on an awakening fast next Sunday. Now, I don't want you to go to the restaurant and hold up a sign and go, hey, are you starving like me? And, you know, Jesus talks about, hey, you don't go out and you don't tell everybody, hey, I'm fasting, man, be nice. Or, hey, don't do that. And, and yet, I'm calling us to a corporate fast, and we'll find strength, and we'll find accountability. Man, over the years, I'm so grateful for the staff. I, I, I love the staff that God's placed around me. Last year, the guys fully participated. Now, let me tell you guys, this is a sacrifice. It, it's hard for any of us, but look at Mark Bethay. He is lean, mean machine. And Mark ain't got any weight to lose. And man, he participated fully. Jeff, man, big exercise machine, just works it, works it, works it. He ain't got anything to lose. He does it. You're like, well, you ought to just fast for both of them. That ain't the point. We all need to fast for the glory of God in the church said. But it was so neat last year having a staff that said, we'll join you in the fast. And men and women all across our body fasted last year. And I'm inviting more to fast this year. And I know you'll find reasons not to do it, but hopefully, biblically, God will show you why. But fill this in. You have to starve the flesh man and feed the spirit man. The point is, you redirect your appetite so you tell the flesh no in terms of all the rich food because we will eat on this fast. I'm not calling you to a three-week no, just water and just see if you can drop like a prune. But, but I'm saying we're, we're doing like Daniel. We, uh, Daniel 1.80 says he chose not to eat the royal food and he chose not to defile himself. And he was leaner and meaner and stronger and wiser, and he had the knowledge of God. It, 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 so it's a, it's a great fast for us. It's, it's also very healthy. It just gets rid of the toxins out of your body. And I've done so much study in this in the last several years. And one of the things that a fast does, it, it cleanses spiritually. That's a great thing. And it, it helps us focus on God, but it also cleanses our body and our digestive system. And, and it brings healing to the body. There will be some people that will physically get a healing possibly through a fast. You're like, man, that, that's a good reason. Ed Young said this, it's a collision in the stadium of the stomach. I mean, you know, you walk into a meeting and your stomach's going... It's so joyful to have others that are doing it with you. But uh, here it is. 
Look at this. We, in America, we have a stinking food network. If we don't have an obesity problem from the day one, then we created Rachel Ray and all the great chefs of the world, and they will feed you. And a lot of them have good, healthy diets, but there's a lot of stuff on there. I mean, you just watch programs, the Food Network. I want you to look at that for crying out loud, the Food Network. Well, I mean, you know, we, I don't watch it, praise God, and you better not be watching it. There's a sex network, too, on television, isn't it? And on and on, there's a network for everything. But food... So I invite you during this fast, you might not want to watch this channel during the fast. It's just a thought, okay? Yeah, I wish you could say, uh, Mark's been at Passion all week, and he prepares the slides for me every week, does a great job, and he sent me a note, he goes, you want a Food Network slide, huh? Mark, did I make the point? Oh, oh, there's Mark, I love that guy. Man. Hey, welcome back, man. I didn't even get to see you yet, okay. Hey, y'all just, hey. Allow me that. Okay. All right. Fasting. Graduate level Christianity. Don't stay in kindergarten or first grade or fifth grade or eighth grade. Move on up. Begin to love Christ more. Say, Lord, I'm going to trust you in the fast this year. Lord, that would be a huge step of spiritual discipline to join you, Father, to join my faith family in a fast, to let you get my attention to spend more time with you. Lord, it's a Christian discipline. Lord, it's a heightened spiritual devotion. It's a target but I ask you, do you have room in your spiritual stomach to eat and drink deeply of God? Do you want to drink deeply of the Lord? Or do you and I would rather fill our souls and our minds and our bodies with worldly, earthly pleasures? It's a question. I've been asking myself, and so in preparation, as, as we move toward that way, and as next Sunday begins, I pray many will seriously, prayerfully consider this week spiritual feasting on Christ. John Piper says, spiritual feasting on Christ with a view to being so satisfied in him that the power of all other allurements are broken. Lord, get our attention. Get my attention, Jesus. Get the attention of my friends. Lord, have a breakthrough. Purpose of fasting. Just some extra stuff. I don't know where you'll write it. Just write it. It humbles the soul to fast because it makes you so dependent on him. It's a great way of seeking the Lord. I seek the Lord early in the morning. I seek him while he will still be found. I will seek him. It prepares you. Listen to this. Fasting prepares you for spiritual warfare. It gives you greater power in your prayer life and to move away. You eliminate the distractions. You get aligned with God. But, you know, I think about the passage over in Luke 10. Familiar. It's Mary and Martha. And Martha is so in a muddle and so worried about so many things because Mary's not in the kitchen cooking fried chicken. It just ticks her off. That's a little loose Greek, so give it to me, okay? But I know she is preparing a meal. She's doing something, and Mary's, Mary's just sitting in there worshiping Jesus. I mean, she's like got it aligned with the eternal. And, and, and Jesus just says, hey, she's chosen that which is better. Leave her alone. So on this fast, I'm just hoping that we won't just get so muddled and worried about the things of this world. We'll say, Lord, I want to spend a little extra time with you. I want to be drawn to your word. I want you to change my heart. Uh, you, you know something that could possibly happen in this fast? And I pray it does. We get a lot greater sensitivity. We get sensitivity to, to lost people around us. The people that we check out in the lines or the stores or when we get gas or whatever, we just maybe get a spiritual sensitivity where we realize that maybe that person's a heartbeat away from heaven or hell. 
and we go, Lord, I would worship you. I, I want to trust you, Lord. My heart's breaking. The, the scripture says Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. He, he left the 99 to go after the one. Could you be the one? Jesus is, is coming for you. He's inviting us to go after one that's far from the Father's heart. He answers our prayer. Fasting is a time to download the voice of God. You know, we're all about downloading. We're always downloading stuff, music and whatever. But I'd say, in, in this time, would you join me to download the voice of God in an intentional, purposeful, passionate, creating space, margin for Him? I wasn't going to tell you this, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you, and, and anybody can do this. On the back of your worship guide today, will you, will you flip it over there? There's a thing called Uversion. Craig Rochelle and Life Church do this. It's an amazing, it's the greatest app out there, and it's the greatest tool. It gets you reading the Bible. There's so many Bible plans. I invite you to go there today and to sign up for some Bible plan. It, it'll just help you stay accountable, and you can even send it to have an accountability partner so they'll tell you to read. Right now, one of my daughters and myself, we're we've decided we're going to read the Bible in 90 days together. 90 days. Now, it, somehow it feels like seminary again. <laughs> but it's really cool that just in the first quarter of the year, we're going to just go through God's Word. I'm, I'm just asking you, I just want to know more God's Word. I want to know more of His voice. And in this fast, I'm going to invite you to just join us that you're going to set aside time to heighten, to hear the voice of God. Because if you spend more time in prayer, you'll hear Him. And you create space. You're, you're drawn to him. It's a time to, uh, here's one of the things that fast does. It gives the time to confess. Oh, my goodness, that's, that's a hard one, the power of confession. Three truths about fasting. He expects you to fast. Jesus assumed that we would. They didn't command it, and it's a choice. So you don't have to do this. You, you could walk away, but could you consider doing this in faith? Could you consider believing God for more? I believe the day of fasting is now. It'll be next week. We'll start it together, hopefully, to deny the flesh. It's difficult, but focus on the spiritual. The physical, the spiritual. They, they always fight. You starve the flesh, you, just, you starve the, the physical, and you feed the spirit. And the one that you feed wins, and it becomes victorious, and God wants us to do it with him. In Luke 9, 23, a familiar passage. I know all of you have read it. And listen to what he says. He says, if any of you wants to be my followers, you must turn from your selfish ways Take up your cross daily and follow me. It's one of the things that fasting does. It helps me to deny fleshly desires, the basic need of man to eat, to eat what I want to eat and to follow him. Lord, give us a case. It's like, it's like this. When your baby was born or your babies are young, and you always go, and, I, and I, I'm always holding your kids and loving them, and they're so cute. And, and you look and you go, man, my baby never cries. Very, just always happy dispositions, incredible, unless there's two things. Unless they need their diaper change, man, they're crying. Or if they're hungry, they cry out. And in the fast, you will be hungry, and that is a time for us spiritually to cry out to him. Amen? Lord, the, the stomach pain is a prompting to say, oh yeah, pray. Now, on, on, on the Daniel fast, here's the cool thing. There are, are things that you're allowed, like nuts and berries and uh, locusts and camel skins. No, no, that was John. Excuse me, I got the story wrong. But, but you're allowed healthy things to eat on there. 
I mean, it's just, it's just good. I've already had somebody tell me this week, I can't wait for the fast. I'm like, what planet are they from? But no, they knew it was cleansing for their soul and for their body. And, and man, I'm just saying, Lord, help us. Only in, in Mark 9, 29, it says, only these things can be done by prayer and fasting. Man, there was a situation, there was power over the, over the demons, and they couldn't cast it out. And then Jesus, they always are, crap, Jesus, Jesus, could, hey, Jesus. Why couldn't we do anything? Hey, guys, this can only be done by prayer and fasting. So for us, prayer and fasting. See, I'm believing God for something in 2012 greater than I've ever seen, and I pray that it is so obvious that it's the glory of Jesus that we pack out this living room unspeakable every time we gather that people fight for a seat. How many would like to see that? I long for this house to be so full like when I preached in Brazil and there are more people outside looking in the window than they are here. And I long for people to come to Christ and to break freedoms and, or, or to break addictions and to, and to declare freedom in their life. And I pray for us to baptize every single month and people follow Christ and baptism and people's marriages are healed and people are restored and restoration becomes a great part of who we are. How many want to be a part of a fellowship like that? And the only way that I know to do that is that we fast and we pray together. I also look forward to the day that finances just flow through here and we're just simply a conduit of God's love to get it out and to help and to support those in need in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm tired of being in my office and struggling and wonder how we can pay this and how we can do that and we got to cut this. Can I just tell you right now, I've got an immediate need right now. I need to hire somebody. I'm not going to tell you anymore. We need some money right now. And it is not a lot of money. And people are withholding. You're withholding from God. And I'm tired of all the craziness when there is so much wealth in this house for Jesus Christ and we've held on to it and I ask you to release it in Jesus' name. Oh, man, that was a stewardship message in a couple weeks. What am I doing? People need to hear that. We're bound up. We're bound up. I've got a friend right now I'm walking with. Man, there is so much freedom. I just walk into his presence and he glows for Christ. I want that for every person in this room. Do you hear me, church? I don't want you to be religious religious i mean lauren robbins one day told me because i remember one of the very first things when i really came to know christ and you shared with me god has not called us to religion but he's called us to a relationship and i so want you to be in love with jesus with jesus not with me not with the church but with jesus but it'll flow oh you're like man what have you been drinking man i got my spiritual wheaties or something here i'm believing god Great difficulties overcome. Fasting shows our desires. Fasting is for the purpose of speaking spiritual direction from God. Just write down Acts 13, 1 through 3. Lord, I want to seek greater direction, and it'll come through a fast. And let me tell you what else he does in the fast. He examines you in the fast. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Here you go. Can you just stand? I just want you to stand. If you got a copy of the Bible, just turn it over. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation because that's the one I'm doing these years. After 30 years plus of doing the NIV, I'm doing New Living for the past six months. I just, it's just fun. I'm enjoying it. But, so if you don't have a New Living Translation, words will be a little bit different. But I want, I want you to listen to this. Isaiah 58, I'm going to start in verse 3. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. Now, let me tell you, I'm going to stop right there. 
Sometimes I felt like that on fast. Hey, God, don't you notice us? We're at 82, 85 Ryan Road. We're the fasters for Jesus. That's a poor attitude. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you're fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress up and burlap. That'd be a little odd if you came here and burlap, but okay, you got to remember the context when it was written. And you cover yourselves with ashes. See, ashes was their makeup. They were trying to be so super spiritual. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. Now, I want you to see this. I want you to mark this today. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from your relatives who need your help. And then, then, your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal, and godliness will lean you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. And then when you call, the Lord will answer, Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. And then your light will shine from the darkness. Was there power when I just read God's word over you this morning? That's the power of the spoken word. God set the prisoner freed. Be seated. That's what I pray is going to happen in our fast, that we're going to be free, that the light of Christ is going to come. The glory of God is going to be reflected. It's going to be an acceptable fast. We're not going to complain. We're going to have the right attitude and the right actions that follow Christ. And then the third thing is what happens he does. He empowers you in the fast. God promises his power for the fast. I'm not inviting you to do something that you, can't, that you can do. You, you can't do this. Oh, you might go, I am man. No, what was hell already? I am woman, hear me roar. What a dumb song. Anyway, but anyway. I am woman, hear me roar. What? Hey, all I know is hear my stomach growl. But here, we are simple humanity, and we need the power of God to make it through a fast successfully. But God promises to empower us when we have right heart. You know why? Write it down. There's two things God demands, humility and righteousness. If we humble ourselves before God and one another, and we desire to walk in the righteousness of Christ, he will empower us and give us breakthrough. I like what one pastor said. He says, fasting is the turbocharger to our prayers. It turbocharges our prayer life. It's not that we manipulate God. He's a sovereign, all-ruling, all-powerful, all-conquering king. But it begins to do something different. He begins to... He, he, he supercharges, he infuses us. We, we depend on him. And in our declaration of, Lord, I need you, come. We receive power, the power of the Most High. But there's a littleness of faith. And if you have little faith, not much happens. So I ask you in this fast, get serious. Fast during this. Let God do a work in your heart. Let him refresh you. And what does the Lord promise to do? He responds to faith, not need. Now, we have our needs, and we bring those to Jesus, but God is always honored. He's always glorified. He's always blessed. He's moved when you and I have faith. And in this fast, I want us to have corporate, collective, and also individual faith that we're responding to him. And in the responding to Jesus, God does infinitely.
immeasurably more. I pray that, God, this could be our greatest year spiritually. Our prayer efforts. Can I just get you to write down this? Can we repent of our prayerlessness, prayerlessness as a body? Can we repent of that? Position ourselves. Matthew 5, 6 says, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. If we thirst and hunger for him, we'll find him. Lord, we want your presence. We want to, Matthew 6, we want to seek first the kingdom of God above all else. And in the fast, it helps you and I to clarify and to get it right. And here, here's some things, men. This is something I've been doing for year after year after year after year. I'm inviting you men. I, I don't know what it is, but men, I know a lot of you have excuses and a lot of you just have bad excuses. But I, w- I want us to repent of our prayerlessness every Monday morning pretty much. I think there's like one or two a year we don't meet, but we're meeting. We were meeting last week. 6.45 in that room, I pray we'd come to this room. Let's pray together. And the church said, and the men said, men, you don't really believe it, do you? Now, if I said, hey, me and Donna came in about $10 million, and we just want y'all to know we got jets going to New Orleans to the national championship. Could y'all be here at 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> Man, I'd have y'all so packed out. Xanax and everything else. <laughs> You'd be ready. But I go, hey, I'm going to get you to meet with our Heavenly Father and brothers in Christ. Uh, you want us to fast? And now you want us to come in? You trying to be spiritual? Hello? I want to be like Jesus. Guys, we need to repent. But here's what I'm doing Monday mornings, 6.45. Hope you'll take the invitation. Secondly, every Wednesday through this fast, I'm just devoting Wednesday to just pray with men. Or women, just come. Just come. There's some women things that are going to be discovered. I've already talked to a few women this week, and they're, they're praying about whatever, and we'll get some e-blasts and let you know. I'm just asking us to find strength from one another, and we want to spend lots of concentrated time with him. Lord, we want you to come. The greater the spiritual attack on you, the more people you must get to fast and pray with you. Lord, we're a target, but we, we believe you. We want to intensify. Listen to what Matthew 18, 19 says. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. I'm just asking people that we can come in alignment with God, with his will, with one another, and see him move. So I'm calling us to a Daniel fast. It's, uh, he had an objection to the Babylonian diet. He chose not to eat the royal food. He chose not to defile himself. God blessed him. It was a spiritual commitment to God. The fast led to a healthier body, and it led to incredible insight. So write it down. Spiritual or fasting leads to greater spiritual insight with him. It just opens us up to the realities. So what are we doing? We're basically eating a lot of vegetables and nuts and no sugar and, you know, no meat. And I like meat. I don't know about you. If somebody's like, oh, I'm a vegetarian. Well, praise God, but I'm not. And, and bread. How many of y'all just like bread? And how about sugar? Anybody have any sugar lately? Oh, my goodness. Isn't it wonderful? Horrible for you, but it's good. Okay. So, so God gives us knowledge. God, God comes. He, he helps us. But, okay, so I'm calling us to a Daniel fast starting next Sunday. And I pray uh, there are sheets at the information center. I hope she has to go out and run a bunch more off. And it gives you a list of the foods you can go get. We're going to have devotionals coming to you every day starting next Sunday. I'm going to do a video, I think, this week to try to encourage you. Or maybe it won't encourage you. But we're, 
I just, I just want us to do it together. I want to see us, I, I want to be serious about my walk with God. I want to see y'all be more serious, and I want to see God come and do amazing things. This Thursday morning, Lori Boone is starting a Beth Moore Bible study for women, and we have daycare. God's taking care of that. And the women said, you need to take advantage of that, women. Oh, well, you know, I don't know. Man, do it. Make this a great spiritual year in Christ. But let's just say, you're not convinced this morning. And a lot of you aren't, I'm, I'm sure. Would you at least pray about it? Would you at least, if you can't do any of that, you won't do any of that, would you at least give up a meal a day and spend more intense time with Jesus every day through the fast? Maybe you'd say, well, for me, I'm on, I'll give up television because, you know, I, I need time with Jesus, so I'll do that. Maybe I'll give up sports, golf, fishing, I don't know, the food channel. Okay, whatever. Here's one. You love to read. Now, this isn't going to work for most guys, because most guys are like, hey, great, I'll be in that fast. I'll give up reading. <laughs> Gee, that's like giving up cauliflower broccoli. Woo! My mother, Lord, is impressed with your devotion to him. But you women, like Mama, if I ask you, if God asked you to give up pleasure reading during the fast, that'd be huge. You, you read, she reads, I don't know how many books a month. <laughs> yeah, a month. Some of you are like, I ain't read a book in my life. I know, whatever. Hey, here's one. Would you just cut off your cell phone except for work and restrict cell use and quit text messaging? Here, all right, I'm fixing to get on the edge. I want you to get ready for this. I'm fixing to do something. I can't wait to say this. You ready? Here's one. Fast from Facebook for three weeks. I just became the least favorite pastor in Montgomery. I'm serious. Would you, would you consider fasting from textbook and social, or from, from textbook? Yeah. You students, fast from your textbook. God, we got a bunch of dumb people at our church, but they've been fasting. No, texting. Fast from, or fast from texting. Fast from, uh, fast from your, uh, yeah, social media. Thank you, sweetie. Because you know what social media does? It just consumes hunks of time. Hunks of time. Do I think it's of the devil? No. Do I think there's a lot of good things that go through it? Absolutely. But do I think it's a time robber? Uh, hello? Renewed closeness to God, to fast, will be a physically, emotionally, spiritually grueling opportunity. But it's an opportunity to glorify God. Now here's a challenge. I've got to do this quickly. If you're satisfied with your walk with Christ, with your status quo spiritual life, if you're satisfied with the passion that our church currently has, Go ahead. Ignore everything I said today. Just ignore it. But if you're convinced you want to go to a new place, to another level, would you consider it in faith? This will be your best year ever if it is your best year spiritually. This will be your best year ever if it's your best year spiritually oh no i just won't increase and i want all the favor of god but i ain't gonna do nothing okay well just stay where you're at then bumpkin but let's go on is anybody got a word this morning but me because man i'm worn out you know how many times i'm gonna get screamed at in the spirit by this what were you thinking people were just starting to like you again you know the church is just starting to kind of had a good crowd last sunday morning well 
I'm not running a popularity contest. I'm leading a Jesus church. Can I just go ahead and tell you one thing we're going to do this year? I've already submitted it to the elders, and we'll go ahead and speak it in faith. We've got a big banquet we're planning for the poor. That's what Jesus said. People that can't repay you. I just pray 2012 looks different than anything I've ever seen. Fasting allows you and I to loosen our grips on the things that the world tightens our grip on. And uh, I just pray that God, he would take hold of me and I wouldn't let go. So cool that Jeff did that song. I don't know if he knew. I don't, how did he know? I didn't know what I was preaching until I got up here. Been working on it all week. But God won't let go of you. I pray this fast will do something great in you. For the glory of Jesus Christ. Come. I've uh, invited, uh, Jeff's going to come back. We're going to have a great celebratory send-off. And then next Sunday morning, don't come in here gloomy. Man, I ain't had no coffee. I ain't had 10 donuts. I ain't having fried chicken this afternoon. I'm just mad. Mad for the glory of God. Oh, please. Run from me, okay? But you're like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and speak this publicly because I'm ashamed. We had a great year. New people coming in our church. Commissioned two elders. That was awesome. I'm not ashamed of any of that. These are great things. You saw what I wrote on the worship guide a few weeks ago. But the waters of baptism have not been on since February. And I'm sorry. It's not what I signed up for. I didn't sign up not to see the captive set free. And the only way that I know is to get clean with him and to call a body to get more aligned and ask God to come and increase salvation and baptism and prisoners getting free this year. Amen. And I pray you're saying, I want to be a part of a church like that. It is like Jesus. Because one day, friend, we're all going to stand before Jesus. And only those things done for Christ will last. That's it. I preach my heart out. I pray we'll do it together. And that we'll mark this day in eternity going, I remember on January 8th, 2012, God spoke to my heart. And he did something in me. May he lead us.